Welcome back to the Aeon Pensions Podcast. Over the next few episodes, we're going to be talking about navigating your way to risk reduction. Martin Bird, head of the Risk Settlement Group, and Mike Edwards talk us through the Risk Settlement Review. We look at why over £18 billion worth of risk was transferred to bulk annuity and longevity swap providers in 2017. What are the best approaches to buy in and buy out? And what preparation is required? What's the current state of the longevity swap market? Are there any longevity risk issues to consider? And I look forward to the rest of 2018 when the bulk annuities market is expected to exceed over 30 billion for the first time ever. And now, time for the interview. Hi there, my name is Mike Edwards. I'm a partner in the Risk Settlement Group at Aon. Uh, I specialise in advising trustees and companies um, in terms of de-risking of their defined benefit pension schemes through insurance transactions. I'm a recent joiner to the Aon team. I've come from Scottish Widows, who are one of the active bulk annuity providers. I spent uh, almost three years there, and prior to that I was at Legal and General um, in a similar role, essentially negotiating these transactions for insurers um, so on the other side of the fence from where I sit now, so bringing a different perspective to our to our team. Uh, and Martin, if you could give us a bit of an overview of um, of, of how you've uh, ended up with the team, and, and also you know what the actual team team does. Yeah, sure. So hi everybody, Martin Bird here. Um, I head up our risk settlement group at Aon. Um, it's a specialist group of uh, over fifty individuals now that's grown over the past ten years really reflecting the growth in the, um, in the settlement market more broadly. Um, by settlement, we mean helping pension scheme trustees and sponsors understand the risk in their pension arrangements and then structuring and broking and executing de-risking transactions from bulk annuities, so buy-ins and buy-outs, um, longevity swaps, and anything and everything in between, really. Okay. T- ten years or so ago, it was quite, um, quite, quite a new area. Do you, do you think that um, the level of understanding and education in the market is um, is better than it was? Do, do people understand de-risking now in general? Oh, hugely. Uh, I mean, de-risking has is, is gradually worked its way um, right to the top of the agenda of trustee boards. Um, I, th- I think in the early days, back in the uh, early 2000s, um, there were new players that came to market and, and, and kind of created new opportunities and new innovation. And since then, pension schemes have gradually um, built up their own understanding of the products and the insurance solutions out there to help them de-risk, but also have become much more attuned to the sorts of risks that they're facing. Um, and as I say, there's, there's a real appetite for doing something about it. So we've, we've really seen the market evolve over those 10 years. So what have been the big um, types of activity that you've seen in the settlement market over the last year? I think over the last year, um, I mean, well, last year, 2017, we saw um, over 18 billion uh, of total de-risking transactions. Um, That was dominated by bulk annuities uh, and within that principally pensioner bulk annuities. Um, So I think of that 18, about 12 billion related to uh, bulk annuity deals. Um, that's essentially pension scheme trustees that have gradually built up investments in low-risk assets, um, exchanging those for insurance. So a fairly plain vanilla transaction at its heart, but instead of just holding assets that hedge investment risk, 
they're now changing those assets for insurance policies that not only hedge the asset risk but also provide protection against the longevity risk too. Uh, and that longevity risk is something, um, particularly in a very low real interest rate environment, uh, has become acutely painful for pension schemes over that 10-year period that we're looking at. And I think it's been uh, fair to say it's been quite an attractive uh, year for the pricing of bulk annuities. So, you know, Mike, what's the what's the key driver behind that? Yeah, so certainly 2017, um, we saw very attractive pricing for pension schemes looking at buyings and buyouts. A um, number of key drivers behind that. If we rewind to 2016, um, there was a new regulatory environment for insurers to operate in. Uh, they spent a lot of 2016 wrestling with that, but by the time we got into last year, uh, that was very much bedded in. Um, capital models had been optimised, etc. So that was driving uh, some of the pricing. Again, on the insurer side, we saw developments in terms of asset sourcing capabilities. Um, all of the insurers have invested heavily in uh, the teams of expertise that they have to source long-dated, high-yielding assets to back annuity liabilities. And we're seeing some of that come through to pricing now. And I guess the final piece in terms of what was going on on the, um, the, the supply side of the, the market was on, on reinsurance pricing. Uh, something that Aon's been very vocal on over the last two years has been um, how recent heavier mortality experience has been reflected um, in reinsurance and insurance pricing. And certainly over the course of last year, uh, we got to a point that we were comfortable um, that that current experience has now been, now been flowed through to pension schemes. I guess just one final comment in terms of um, market dynamics. Um, lots of demand and lots of supply um, has led to sort of very strong competition amongst the insurers. Um, interesting last year, um, particularly in the bulk annuity market, we saw around 12 billion of pension scheme risk transferred to the insurance market. Um, we certainly think there was appetite for more on the insurance side, so it may have been a year of missed opportunities for some pension schemes. Oh, do, you, do you think that outlook is uh, set to continue over the next year? Uh, absolutely. Uh, so this year is, is already started out to be very, very busy. Um, we expect total volumes to be around the 30 billion mark this year, and that includes pension scheme buyings and buyouts, but also back book consolidation amongst, amongst insurers. Um, around 15 billion of that has already been done, um, and we're only into the, you know, the second quarter of the year. Um, so you might think that half of the market volume has been done so is that bad news for pension schemes in terms of amount of capacity that's left on the insurer side but we we certainly view that in the opposite way and we think that's good news for pension schemes um the back book transactions that have been done a number of insurers would would have had their eye on those as potential opportunities so now that those have been placed certainly those insurers will be focusing very much on uh the pension scheme binds and buyouts that are out there in the market and what about the longevity swap market yeah, I mean, that, so again, going back to your earlier comment about what's changed over the last 10 years, longevity swaps have certainly become far more, I wouldn't use the word mainstream, but far more commonplace. Um, in the early days of that market, they were quite innovative um, uh, and for innovative read and complex in terms of structuring and execution timelines. I think what's happened over that 10-year period is that has become a lot more um, commoditized, if you like. Uh, and so pension schemes have, have found that market easier to access uh, and in an environment where there's a lot of concern about um, genuine longevity risk in pension schemes um, but lack of investment profile or affordability to go down the annuity route 
then the longevity swap market has been um, extremely attractive. That said, as Mike touched on a few moments ago, um, we were very concerned, certainly in the latter part of 2016 and early 17, that the pricing available from the reinsurers was just not in the right place. Um, and that was really speaking to the emergence of much heavier rates of death than were anticipated in the projections not catching up with what was in the pricing basis and so we certainly uh, were very cautious about placing deals at a time where we felt that the market was somewhat dislocated um, and as a consequence actually pension scheme deals were fairly quiet during 2017. That said uh, I think we have um, lived through and are now coming out the other side of that corrective period and certainly as we look at longevity reinsurance pricing today um, that looks a lot more in line with where the data would suggest and actually offering some very attractive opportunities. Uh, and in fact, very timely, um, just last week we closed a two billion deal, um, a pure longevity transaction for a client. Uh, and that was a client that had um, looked at the data 12 months ago and thought actually it's not a great time to do it. We'll just time out and wait and bide our time a little bit um, and came back to it uh, and is now very pleased with the um, transaction that's been executed. But I think I think that's really the story of the past few years. Whilst there's been a lot of activity on the insurer to reinsurer side, actually from a pension scheme perspective, it's probably not been the best time. Um, whereas I think as we look forward for the rest of 2018, I think we'll probably see quite a lot of activity there. But as you say, it uh, looks like it's set to, to change. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think the reality is now that the price has been through the, the corrective phase, and pension schemes will come back to it. I, I think it'd be an interesting dynamic in 2018 because for all the reasons that Mike has said, bulk annuity pricing looks extremely attractive and generally over the past few years as scheme funding levels have improved and as investment strategies have gradually de-risked, actually all of that means that bulk annuities are pro probably a lot more affordable and more sensibly fitting in strategic um, portfolios than perhaps were possible several years ago. And so whilst there's still a focus on the longevity risk, my guess is that we'll probably see a continued focus in terms of the balance more on the bulk annuity than the, than the swap market. I don't know if, Mike, you agree with that? Um, I think that's probably right. I think given where pricing is at the moment, um, certainly de-risking through bulk annuity seems like an attractive proposition for schemes because they're removing longevity risk but also removing some of their um, asset side risks as well. Um, so those things combined certainly make that a good proposition right now. Yeah, it'd be more the schemes that either are still in significant deficit or are still running relatively high levels of growth assets and need to do so, um, but wanting to do something about the longevity risk that are more likely to go down the pure longevity route, I'd have thought. Um, which is good because now we've got good pricing across the marketplace. It means any shape or size of scheme can look at all of the different solutions and figure out yeah. what's right for them, which is good. Which is good market to have for us. And where do you think the increased level of demand is is coming from for de-risking at the moment? Uh, so I think it's. I, I would probably say it's a combination of um, pull factors and push factors. So on the pull side, pricing obviously helps. You know, if 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 the market is aware that that pricing is good and these transactions make economic sense. Then naturally demand will follow but I think from from the push side of things you know there's um, and just a generally increased focus on de-risking now across the pension scheme market um, certainly the pensions regulator has, has been a contributor to that in terms of encouraging a focus on risk management 
Um, many or most schemes actually are now closed to future accrual of benefits so naturally the focus shifts to um, to managing some of the longer term risks of which longevity is a is becoming a a, a more significant proportion of yeah. overall risks for many pension schemes so whole combination of things um, I think as well I think the fact that the bulk annuity market whilst it, I guess it's still relatively immature in terms of some financial markets um, it has been in existence for um, over a decade now and the processes are very tried and tested um, so this isn't schemes venturing into the unknown anymore um, there are blueprints for doing these transactions and for doing them very well I suppose, I suppose having success stories um, always helps. Yeah. One of the things that we've seen a lot over the past 10 years is the understanding of just how important governance is to actually get yeah. these deals done um, efficiently, sensible on, and on the best terms and actually getting prepared and only going to market when you've got your house in order is absolutely critical. Um, not, not only um, in isolation in terms of actually running a sensible process and getting a good deal, but now more than ever, in such a busy marketplace with so many buyers looking to do this, you've got to find a way of um, kind of standing out from the crowd and putting your scheme in its most favourable uh, position in the marketplace to actually attract the attention and the best price and the best capacity from the market. Mm -hmm. but one, one of the issues that um, used to come back from trustee boards when we were talking to them was that um, I, th I think the fear of losing control um, at that particular juncture is that that sort of removed from, from the marketplace now yes yeah, so certainly we, um, we we do a lot of trustee training um, so this wouldn't this isn't this kind of um, activity isn't something that trustees would do um, without a heavy level of education um, and we we generally take trustee boards on on a, a conversation which is initially starting from what are the different solutions in the marketplace what risks do they remove what process do trustees have to follow one in terms of, as Martin said, to get ready to approach the market, um, which is something which is generally underestimated um, across the market, how important that actually is. I guess the length of time is it, that it takes as well. And the, and the length of time that it takes. And, and actually what, what, what we find in some scenarios is that pension schemes want to pursue a de-risking strategy through bulk annuities or, or longevity-only um, solutions but haven't done the necessary preparation work to actually allow them to go out and, and execute those. So in terms of starting that preparation as early as possible, we, we would definitely encourage that. So what, what's, you know, to leave people today with, with one, one piece of advice if they are considering venturing down this path, what, what would it be? It's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? But it, it's got to be around that preparation phase and preparation in its broad sense. So... Um, thinking about what the objectives are, what the constraints are, and what's trying to be achieved. Um, again, we've seen a, you know, a strong move towards very joined up thinking between corporates and trustees. Um, the reality is that these projects aren't successful in, in, unless there's um, coordinated and joined up thinking around that, as well as the more routine things like actually understanding the data and understanding the benefits to be ensured. Um, and then I think when it comes to actually going to market, I mean, Mike, your experience on this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, certainly f having sat on the insurer side of the table, um, receiving various tender documents and RFPs from hundreds of pension schemes over the last five or six years, um, the schemes that essentially can position themselves as having done all the preparation work, having a clear view on what they want to achieve, over what time frame. Um, and how they're going to govern that decision and that execution. 
Um, certainly they're the ones that will, will put themselves at the, the front of the queue and the top of the pile for, for insurers. Um, I think just to, I guess, add my sort of final thought on, on a message I would leave with, with, with trustees or corporates who are thinking about this is um, certainly from the bulk annuity side of things, it's not an all or nothing transaction. So if the long-term objective is buyout, it's not a case of that has to happen in one big single um, initiative yeah. when a scheme's fully funded. You know, Martin mentioned earlier, but schemes are gradually chipping away at the risk through a series of buy-ins, um, which has just become another product in the investment toolkit for, for trustees now.